Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 29th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. I'm calling these the Wonder Twins. I don't know if you remember that, that cartoon, uh, but Faith and Patience, the Wonder Twins. This is part 11 of the series. So what I did in the first 10 messages was I was laying a foundation for faith, and now I'm going to transition and talk about patience, and then we're going to deal with faith and patience together, right? So this is part 11. The title of today's message is being faithful and consistent as a born again believer. Somebody who says that, hey, I love God. I know that God loves me. God is looking for us to be faithful and consistent. Let me read two verses for you today and then we'll get into it. In Hebrews 6 and 12, the Bible says, we don't want you to be lazy. Let me just stop here and say, listen, if you're born again, if you say you love God, God is, you know what? God does a lot of things, but he does not reward laziness. <laughs> so prepared blessings come to prepared people. The Bible says, we don't want you to be lazy. Come on, man. If you say you love God, we don't want you to be lazy. We want you to be like those who, because of their faith and patience, were able to lay hold of what God promised. If you want to lay hold of what God promised, you need to have faith and Patience, both. You need both. And I'll be dealing with that in this series. In Proverbs 20 and verse 6, Solomon said, most people, most men would proclaim their own goodness, right? So he's like, yeah, you know, it's easy to find people who are full of themselves. But he said, you know what's hard to find? He said, a faithful man who can find. He was like, here I am. He was the richest man on the planet. He was the king of Israel. He had all of these people standing before him. He says, I got a lot of people, but you know what I don't have is a lot of faithful people, a faithful man who can find. It's hard to find somebody who's really dedicated, who's really consistent, who has real perseverance, who's not going to change, who's not going to leave as soon as you say something they don't like, who's not going to waver. I'm saying like really a faithful man who can find. So I've done a lot of teaching about God's faithfulness towards us, and people love that. Oh, yeah, God is faithful towards me. But today we're going to deal with the fact that God expects us to be faithful towards him as well, right? So let's get into it. So I have two things to share with you in this morning. What does this mean to you today? Two things. As I share these two things, one is going to be like traditional teaching, and then one is going to be an example from my own life. So the first one, number one, the first one comes in the form of a question. The question is, what is biblical patience? Because... When people think of patience, a lot of times, unfortunately, they just think of waiting, like, you know, biblical patience, uh, waiting. Well, biblical patience is more than just waiting. The word translated patience in Hebrews 6 and 12 is a Greek word. The, the Greek word is hupomone, hupomone. So it's a compound word. Hupo, which means, it relates to position. Hupo means under, right? Under. And then mone means to remain consistent. Or, or constant. So the Bible dictionary defines hupomone as a steadfastness, a consistency, endurance, the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose, his loyalty to faith, even under the greatest trials and sufferings, someone who is patient, someone who endures, someone who sustains, someone who has perseverance, that is what hupomone. Based on this, I like to say that patience is either the ability to remain the same on the inside, no matter what is happening on the outside, or just simply stated, simple definition, patience, biblical patience 
is the force of consistency. That's it. Biblical patience, when you have patience, and later we'll look at James. James says, listen, you should count it all joy when you when you go through these testings and trying situations. Why? Because it's this the trying or the testing of your faith produces something. What does it produce, Rick? It produces patience. It produces a, perf a man that is perfect and upright who will lack nothing. That word patience there, it produces patience. Patience cannot be given. You can't go to God and say, hey, can you give me some patience? No, patience must be produced. <laughs> and so the only way to produce patience is by God. This is why when people say, oh Lord, I prayed for patience. Oh, well then you need to get ready because the only way God can give you patience is by giving you circumstances and situations that are going to try you and test you that where you must endure and hold on, where you must persevere and overcome so that patience can be produced in your life. And then the Bible says that once patience is produced in your life, it produces somebody who is perfect, who is mature, who lacks nothing. And that's what we want to get to. Hebrews 6 and 12 says that you need faith, and patience in order to lay hold of the promises of God. That's what this series is all about. It's about faith and patience. Now, number two, I like to teach by both precept and example. So teaching principles and precepts, that's great. But sometimes people just need a good example. People need to, to, to be able to, to relate to something, right, that they can see and touch and oh, connect with, right? So I like to, to teach by both precept and example. Sometimes I give you examples from Scripture. Sometimes I give you examples from my own life. Today, I'm going to give you an example from my own life. So the second point is God is looking for faithfulness and consistency from us. So let me talk about me for a minute uh, as an example. So in 1997, uh, I was assigned in the United States Army to Fort Hood, Texas. And I was at, uh, when I was going to Fort Hood, when I got my orders to Fort Hood, I was at Fort Gordon, Georgia. And I was at my home church there, Bishop Richard B. Peoples, Faith Outreach Christian Life Center. Uh, I am the man that I am today because of the anointing that's on Bishop Richard B. Peoples and Richard Peoples, Pastor Peoples. Um, he mentored me, developed me. Uh, he he, he, he built me up, you know, as my spiritual father initially, and, and, and I grew into who I am today because of him. And so when I was leaving Fort Gordon, I was like, man, I'm leaving. I'm going to Texas. I don't know where I'm going. So I was praying. One of my best friends there, um, Adam Morrison, I was praying, and Adam told me that his uncle was a pastor. I'm not going to name names now uh, because I don't, you know, I want to protect people. But he said that his uncle was a pastor in the Fort Hood area in Coppers Cove, Texas. And so as I was at Fort Gordon and I was praying, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, that's where you're going to go to church. When he told me about his uncle, I was like, okay, that's where I'm going to go to church. So I got assigned to Fort Hood in August of 1997. And I quickly joined that church. Uh, it was an AME church and his uncle was the pastor. And I joined the church and I tell you what, that was God, right? So I connected there and his uncle took me under his wing and his uncle as the pastor was mentoring me and, and helping me and assisting me and gave me opportunities to minister. And, um, and, it, and it was great. And it was there that I was licensed to preach the gospel. Shortly after I got there, I was licensed to preach. I was a licentiate. This was an AME church. So I was a licentiate in the AME church and I was loving life. The pastor there had a Bible study every day for lunch. So what he had going on was they were doing a corporate fast. The church was fasting every day from midnight to noon. And, and so we broke the fast after Bible study. So people would come to the church, they would leave work, 
drive to the church in Copper's Cove, you know, a lot of people lived in the area. And even Fort Hood was just a few miles away, but there was no traffic. So so I could be there like in nine minutes, you know, from my job to the church. So we would go to the church, um, get a quick Bible study, 20, 30 minute Bible study, and then go back to work and grab something to eat on the way back to work. And that's how we broke the fast. So we were fasting from midnight to noon, get the word, and then grab something to eat and then go back uh, to work, right? And so we did this every day. And I was loving it. So I'm a young minister. I'm going to Bible study every day. I'm fasting every day. I'm connected to the pastor. I'm learning a lot of things. At the same time, I was uh, I was a platoon leader and the XO, the company XO for HHC, headquarters and headquarters company, 57 Signal Battalion. So I'm a, I'm a platoon leader of the TYC platoon. I'm also the company XO because we didn't have an XO. So I was the XO and a platoon leader and a young minister, right? And it, all of this stuff, and then I'm driving to, to Bible study every day for lunch. And then before long, the pastor had me to start teaching the Bible study, the noonday Bible study. And then eventually he just gave it to me. So I was now, you know, and then it was around this time that I started today's word. So in December of 1997, after all of this stuff is going on, December of 1997, the Lord told me to put his word in people's email inbox. So today's word started in December of 1997 with eight people. I picked eight people that I knew and I grabbed eight email addresses. And in the morning before I left uh, my house, my apartment, I sent out an email to eight people and I called it Today's Word. And then I would go to work, do PT, you know, do my work stuff and then drive to, to church. I had a key to the church, unlock the church, get ready for Bible study. People would come in, teach Bible study, and then go back to work. And man, I was loving life. I was doing this five days a week. Then, then I would get the opportunity to teach Sunday school. Sometimes I got to teach on Wednesday night Bible study or preach on Sunday. As a young minister, I mean, this was it. Like you, It doesn't get any better than this, right? And, and so we, we were not necessarily a big church, but but this noonday Bible study thing was, was growing and, and, and over the process of time, long story short, it grew to about 40 people, over 40 people. So now I was like, man, I was in heaven. So I got over 40 people showing up to Bible study every day. I'm teaching Sunday school on Sundays. Sometimes I teach on Wednesday nights. Sometimes I preach on Sundays as a young minister. I'm sending out today's word every morning to a few people. Man, this was great. Like it doesn't get any better than this. Now, what I didn't know was that in the AME church every year, the there's like a meeting and the bishops will come together and they can move pastors around. Now, I didn't know that. And so our church was doing great. We were growing as a church. Everything was doing well. And then there was a church in Corpus Christi that was a larger ministry and their pastor there had passed away. And so the bishop decided to move. This was Bishop John Bryant. Oh man. And he decided, uh, this is Pastor Jamal Bryant's father. He decided to move our pastor to Corpus Christi. And so he moved our pastor to Corpus Christi and sent us a new pastor. And so it was like, okay, all right, we're getting a new pastor. The problem is that this pastor came in and, and he changed everything. And I'm not going to get into names, but he was like, mm, he was running people away. Uh, mm, it was just like a weird kind of atmosphere. Um, he wasn't supporting the fast. He didn't support the Bible study. Um, the numbers that we had seen grow in the church, those numbers were quick, quickly reversed and people were leaving left and right. And then I saw the Bible study go from 40 to 30, from 30 to 20, from 20 to 10, 
10 to 5. And then, and then one day, here it is. This is the, the whole point of this story boils down to this. So one day I, I drive to the church. I open up the church. I got my little outline there. I'm ready. I'm praying. I'm ready to teach. It's 12 o'clock and nobody showed up. Zero. So here we were. We were at 40 plus and now we're at zero. So nobody showed up. And I'm at, at that point, <laughs> I started crying, right? So yeah, I'm a young minister and I, I'm weeping before the Lord, right? And so I'm crying. Actually, I was crying on the altar. I went to the altar and I'm like crying. I'm complaining to God. I'm, I'm basically like, you know, just kind of emoting towards God. And after a, a couple of minutes of that, the Holy Spirit is like, hey, get up. And I'm like, okay. He's like, do you have a lesson? I said, yes. I was like, well, teach. And I was like, well, ain't nobody here. He's like, well, I'm here. It's like, oh, oh, okay. And so I wiped the tears off my eyes. I kind of, you know, came to myself for a moment. I stood behind the podium. I got my little lesson, my little outline right there. There was nobody in the building but me and God. And I started teaching. And I started preaching, actually. I mean, like, I was into it, like, like just about sweating. Right? This is Texas. This happened in Texas. So uh, <laughs> a few minutes into it, Three ladies came in. Three, I remember this, it's so vivid. Three ladies came in. And when the ladies came in, um, I handed them a handout and I said, hey, I'm on point number three. You missed points number one and two and it was good too. And so I'm on point number three, I'm not going back. And they looked at me like I was crazy, right? And so they're looking at me like, they were looking around like, who, who is he teaching to? And, I was, and so I just kept going. And then after that, I never had an opportunity. Never, that never happened to me again where nobody showed up. But anyway, long story short, I brought that up to say what? God is looking for faithfulness. I can't tell you how many times over the last 20-something years. Listen, when God told me to start today's word with eight people, had no idea 23 years later I would still be doing it. And now there's a website and there's an app and there's all kinds of things, right? So I didn't know. Um, when uh, I can't tell you how many times where in ministry, God has reminded me of that day when I was crying, when nobody showed up. And he was like, no, 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 listen. So it, it was it's those kind of experiences. Here's my point. You can't just know God in a book. You have to know God through experiences. Like the life of faith is a real life. I mean, like you have to live this thing out. And God is not just looking for you to, to be like, hey, God, I want you to be faithful towards me. No, God is looking for us to be faithful towards him. He's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for dedication. He's looking for consistency. He's looking for perseverance. If coronavirus can stop your faith, if just because if, if COVID-19 came and now your, your finances are different or your business is different or your job outlook is different or your family is different or your body feels different and you can walk away from God, then listen, that you were never faithful in the first place. God is looking for faithfulness. He is looking for consistency. He's looking for somebody that's not going to be moved. Doesn't matter. Listen, there are going to be things that happen in your life that you don't like. There are going to be seasons that are more pleasant than others. But what you have to do as a born again believer is live with a resolve, with grit, with determination that I am going to stay in this thing until I see the finish of it, until I see the manifestation of God's best. I am going to see God's goodness manifested in my life while I'm in the land of the living, while there's still blood flowing through my veins, while there's still air flowing through my lungs. God is not through with me and I am not through with God. Everything God said to me is going to come to pass. That's how we live. We live by faith and we have 
patience and we hold on and we endure and we overcome and we keep believing until we see in our hands what God revealed in our heart and where we will never stop and we will not be moved and we will not be shaken and we will not be deterred. This is the life of faith and this is how we're called to live. Let's close this message out. Glory to God with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I declare by faith that I am both faithful and consistent. I have the faith to believe and the patience to endure. I am not moved by changes in people or circumstances. I am only moved by you. I will stand on your promises no matter how long it takes. And I will keep believing until everything you said is fulfilled. I live every day with a confident expectation of manifestation. I know I will see what you said before I die. And I live with this confident expectation. So it enables me to be consistently the same every day, day in and day out. I am faithful and I am consistent. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button. You're going to get the messages and the messages will be a blessing to you. Put in your email address there. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox on a daily basis. Listen, I like to teach by both precept and example. I hope that the example that I gave you was a blessing to you. I know that I had never really shared this publicly like on this forum, but it was something I was led to share. And so I know that it's going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. If you're watching on Facebook Live or on live stream uh, live or on YouTube Live, please uh, leave me some comments. I want to hear the comments. I, I will read every comment. And uh, thank you so much for allowing me to speak into your life. Head into this day knowing that, yes, God is going to be faithful towards you. But head into this day with a resolve to be faithful towards him. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless.